Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it. This is the Bad Film Club, starring Holly Gordon and Shanae Navigela. Your feature is about to begin. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Tired. You know, another day, another week, another (laughs) year. In a pandemic. A whole year in the pandemic. Still happening. Still happening. But we're not, but you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, for the UK specifically. I don't know about anywhere else. Well, potential, potential light at the end of the tunnel. We're taking it week by week. But yes. Welcome to the Bad Film Club. We talk about bad films. I'm Holly Gordon. And I'm Shanaina Begala. And this week we're doing the 2004 Aston Kutcher film, The Butterfly Effect. <laughs> oh, Holly. Okay, so have you ever seen this film? No, and I, and I was thinking about what, how to explain this before the poor recording. So I grew up knowing about this film because it was obviously a big deal. It was talked about a lot when I was a kid it was one of those like kind of cult, is it a cult classic yeah probably it's just a well-known film from early 2000s mm. and I think I saw maybe like a picture of it not even like a frame not even a clip and decided that it was a horror film so for this whole <laughs> time from like early teens maybe before even that to present day I've always thought it was a horror film so I have avoided it <laughs> yeah and then I watched it for this podcast and that was the first time I watched it and I was like oh this isn't a horror film I was just no. my little brain just tricked me <laughs> I completely agree with you though because I feel like it was really around because obviously it's 2004 so we're probably too young to watch this when it came out but mm-hmm. I really remember it but I've never seen it either because it's one of those films that people really talked about I felt like it was the first consciousness where I really saw film posters of it like I really remember the film poster and I can like conjure that in my mind but I'd never seen it and then as the years went on I was like okay well no one's really talking about it so like I guess it wasn't that good and also it is like one of those concepts that everyone really talks about online so like I feel like I really talked about this on MSN with my friends. You know, if you change that one thing, what would happen? And all that as like a teenager, which is so embarrassing, but also so funny. Um, And then I feel like this is clickbait for that, you know? I definitely missed that whole like phase (laughs) because my MSN, like... (laughs) My (laughs) MSN, like, username was just like, Fallout Boy lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) You merged the two phases together. I love it. So I basically was in my underworld. Yes. But like, I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm very, very nervous and scared around horror films, but I've grown to like them now. But when I was younger, you would have to pay me proper good money to watch this. So I convinced myself this was a horror film. So never, ever watched it. Yeah. Then sort of forgot it existed until... Yeah. We decided to do it for the podcast, and then it being absolutely nothing what than to like absolutely <laughs> nothing to what I expected. That's not a sentence, yep. but you know what I mean. And no, I didn't. So I was very, I was very surprised mm. by it, and that's sure. my re- that's my review. <laughs> <I did laughs> There's just bits of this film that really don't sit with me very well. But what- oh, all of it, most of it, ninety five percent of this film, I was just like, what, mm-hmm. what? Okay, yeah. but so. I'm going to give a quick summary. Basically, this film is centred around Ashton Kutcher's character. He discovers that he can travel back in time to change things that happen in his life. Yes. So (laughs) this film is based, air quotations, on chaos theory, which is what is the epigraph at the start of this film, which made me laugh because it's so unintentionally funny. I paused the film to read it. (laughs) (laughs) And one of my favourite notes about this film is that a lot of the production stuff says that Ashton Kutcher really studied chaos theory to get into the mindset of this role. And 
it just made me laugh so much. Like, what is this? But basically, he can time travel. He doesn't know it until he's 20 and living in a dorm. And all these horrible things happen when he changes stuff. So the butterfly effect refers to that small initial differences can lead to large unforeseen circumstances and consequences at later times. But this film makes no fucking sense because it only ever changes stuff on him. Him and his like three friends are, and his mama like the collateral damage that things change to, but nothing else seems to change. It doesn't make sense. The reality doesn't really change that much, you know? Yes, because you would assume that the, like you said, you've got like the four or five main set characters of the film, but outside of that group of people, they all have their own separate lives. So you would mm-hmm. thought that, think that it would also then have a domino effect and affect everyone else in their lives. Like, you know, why? Why is, uh, is it Larry? Larry? Lenny. 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 Lenny's mom. Why is she not directly affected? Why is... Yeah. Why is it just Lenny? Yeah, it's just there's a lot of things wrong. Also, I feel like they didn't particularly... Like, I know that the blackouts as a kid were... Like, what was happening? Like, I... Mm. I completely agree with you. But w- what you're sitting on is that notion that when he blacked out as a kid, it's like his adult self is occupying his body. Is that what we're supposed to actually get as an audience? Yeah, which is so stupid. Eric Bress, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Eric Bress. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right, that is, that is basically assuming that the audience is smarter than they actually are. So, <laughs> nah, not for me. So we should probably talk about the fact that this film was co-directed by Eric Bress and Jay Mackie Gruber, who both worked also <laughs> on the Final Destination 2 film. I don't know what kind of endorsement that is, though. They also wrote this film, too. So are they, yeah, are they yeah. working part? Are they working partners? They regularly work together? I don't think so. Well... The only people really of note are Ashton Kutcher... Amy Smart, who was having this, like, surgence at that point, but we don't really see her in stuff anymore. Because I think around this time, it was this film, Just Friends, was not that long after. You know, the one with Anna Faris and Ryan Reynolds in it? Yeah. Is that what that film's called? It is, right? I'm just saying, You, you yes, know which one I'm I, talking about? I feel like I... No. They, I mean, all okay. these early 2000 films blur together for me because they all yeah, look the yeah, damn yeah. same. Yeah, for sure. But also, did you notice the baby Logan Lerman? That is okay. Before watching this film, that is exact, that is essentially who I what I knew about this film is that it's Ashton Kutcher and Logan Lerman's like kind of first big role on screen because I have a crush on Logan Lerman. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Basically, I'm a big fan of him. I think he can act. He just picks unfortunately a bit silly stupid roles i know I-, I remember just knowing that he was in this and but not ever watching it i just yeah i thought he was quite good i was just uh i thought that i mean with a kid i mean we can go on to the kid acting later yeah in a different bit okay <laughs> so why do you think there's a bad film now we've done the plot there's so many things about this that i think should have been good that aren't good i think the premise should be a good thing like i feel like that's really interesting the whole thing that he can travel back in time and change things in his life and then it affects his life in a way that he doesn't know kind of a trial and error and he doesn't know how much it's going to fuck him up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't ever really deliver. And there's so many horrible things that happen in this film. There's a lot centred around like child pornography and child trauma, which I'm really not into. This film get- is very dark yeah. and also really doesn't make sense. So for the first 20 minutes, at least, you're sitting there like, I don't know what's happening. And I just feel like you can't really have a film like this that takes so long to get into. You're going to lose your audience, I guess, unless they're in the cinema and they can't leave. But, you know, it's one of those things that I just felt like even 10 minutes in, you should kind of know what's happening. But I felt like there was a lot of stuff that was unexplained. And out of all of them, I don't think that anyone was a really bad actress or actor, except for the Ashton Kutcher's mum. Actually, yes. I don't know what it was about her, but I just didn't buy it. She really jarred with me. And 
it kind of took me out of the whole situation. Then there's mm-hmm. all this kind of traumatic stuff happening, but obviously Evan is having flashbacks, which also aren't explained. So he, what happens is they've done it in a way that he just, it cuts out his narrative. So you don't know what's happening. So he's in one situation and then the screen then cuts to the next thing that he remembers. He remembers he wakes up, but it doesn't ever explain that he has blackouts or anything like that. So the audience is kind of just sat there like, what is happening? And it doesn't really make for satisfying viewing, I don't think. No, because you spend the good first half of this film, or maybe until he's an adult, confused. Yeah. And also yeah. very, very like removed from the narrative because there's too there's so many different traumatic things that happen one after the other. <laughs> so it's yeah. like they they play with dynamite, blow up a mum and a do- mum and a newborn kid. Then yeah. they then Evan goes to Kaylee and Tommy's house with their dad to like essentially be babysat or to like be looked after while his mum's at work and then the dad make forces them to do like child pornography. That's, yeah. And then there's like, Tommy is just sitting there on the stairs, just like ringing this doll's head. And yeah. I was just like, oh, hey, then you've got another scene where they're older and Tommy is about to like set fire to a dog. And we all know hurting or <laughs> killing animals is the, one of the big first signs that you're a serial killer. Yeah. I learned that from another podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Head it's trauma. just... Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just too much. It's way too much. Also, oh, and then the fir- maybe the first sign that is that that's typical kind of, like, teacher thing where the teacher pulls the parent aside. It's like, I just need to chat to you. We could, like, need to, we just sort like, your son, daughter, whoever did something that's a bit kind of out of the ordinary. And he drew a um, picture that was of him <laughs> killing, like, people. Yeah. And it's all these things. And then there's a bit where he's holding a knife in a kitchen. It's just too many, like, really um, striking or really uncomfortable scenes. Um, that yeah, remove you from, Yeah, they're really unsettling. So you don't get any time as the audience to re- recover from them because they just keep yeah. happening. And then you are completely distracted by the actual story because you're just yeah. also confused because you're trying to get over this traumatic scene. Then you're also trying to keep up with the narrative that doesn't make sense. And then it only really sort of settles a bit when it's Ashton Kutcher playing Evan as like a 20-year-old. Yeah. It's just, that's why I think it's a bad film. Completely agree. But also, all those things that you said, all those bits are horrible in themselves. But then there's also his dad's institutionalised. He tries to strangle him. The dad's killed in front of him as well. Yeah, Evan's dad. And then Tommy and Kaylee, who are his friends, he's like really into Kaylee. And then Tommy doesn't like it, so he not only beats up a random 18-year-old kid at the cinema and starts beating the shit out of him, this, like, tiny... I don't know how old he's supposed to be. I think, yeah, around yeah, early and, teenage. Yeah, exactly. And then later, he not only beats up his own sister, but also this boy, and then he sets fire to his dog. Like, all of it's insanity. And all these things happen before the first half an hour is out. And then... For this film that is like billed with Ashton Kutcher as headlining, it takes 27 minutes for him to appear in this film. I wrote that down. <laughs> it's so frustrating. I, I don't, I just, I just think, I don't, I just think it was really weirdly paced as well. Yeah. That's a really good point. I mean, it's 2004 mm-hmm. film, so I can't really fault them on the cgi because as no. the film gets on, gets on you start like this is when ashton coach has realized he can time travel which it did uh, okay this is also it's really badly explained because i didn't really get that he was time traveling because it's not obvious it's not explained yeah. enough that he's actually time like he's i get he's jumping from a different point to another point but it's a weird way to show time travel to me yeah yeah exactly because you know? he's not it's not like him as an adult looking at his younger self it's him turning into his younger self and then changing it by inhabiting his younger self's body which is really confusing to do on that's, screen without the use of cgi or a narrative but that's not explained at all yeah like you, yeah you have to be smart <laughs> and i'm evidently <laughs> like not that on it when it comes to the logistics of films i also don't know if the film generally like was 
because this film has uh, multiple endings. I hated and, it. <laughs> and I didn't know if... E- I didn't really think either of them paid off. Like, you go through this whole traumatic two-hour experience and did either... Any of the endings pay off, basically. Babe, there's four endings. We watched yeah, two. We watched... Yes, we watched two. That I just like... It's kind of like... That's also something that I... I know that a lot of thriller slash horror films... It feels like for this specific film, it's kind of like, well, yeah, this but this film doesn't not only will have four endings, but it possibly could just have hundreds of different endings yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. because it's like any like you could the narrative is going to change no matter what you do, but the mm. ending I guess we watched in the actual film is the one where he ends up killing himself at, at like whilst in the womb. I this is my least favorite ending. I thought it was so stupid so we watched holly and i watched the director's cut then we watched the theatrical cut the one where kaylee and evan see each other in the street but decide to keep walking but as we watched the film we watched the director's cut and i was just like just end the film like this is the stupidest ending that you could have had so he time travels back into his mother's womb and suffocates himself with the umbilical cord so that he's never born so that all of these events never transpire basically because because he realizes i think after so many attempts he realizes that the problem is him and if he didn't exist then everyone would ideally have a better life which is a bit of like prime me a river yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's, like, just, it's just lame it's a lame ending it's just you know lame. it's really lame and it's like it's I've I but I can definitely imagine it being kind of liked in two thousand the early two thousand yeah hundred percent like you know that people like this shit yeah yeah but now but it, then I, they also I think they made it worse yeah. by then they did this like montage of how everyone's life is better and it's just so stupid that I'm just yeah. like you went through this whole time because also this film is not short it's two hours long. It's so you went film. through all of this thing just to be like, oh, no, okay, nothing ha- nothing happened. So you could have just not watched it. Also, there's this bit, which is similar to what you mentioned, is a coming, like, I think at the end, where it's not, like like you said, there's a montage of all the different characters and their new lives and their new scenarios. But there's also randomly just inserted in a f- cut, a, like a piece, like footage of just random people, like looking at the screen. So it's like, it's just like, it's like stock footage or the director's like, let's go and get some real life people to add in at the end. And it it just, mm, I guess I know what they were trying to get. They were trying to get this like bigger kind of world feeling of like, yeah, that you know, love actually we're vibe. All, we're all like moments in time, like, I don't know, moments yeah. in time bullshit. Like, you know, we're all part of the same, well, we're like a small little ant, blah, blah, blah. I don't even yeah. care. Like, Nothing ever matters. Nothing matters. It was just really. It just like I just think that it just didn't. It just took me out of the moment. Obviously, from, I agree you know, with you. I was out of the moment from the get go. <laughs> yeah. But then also, if you remember, this is co-directed. So two people directed the film, and I really don't think it benefits from either of them. I am gonna stand and say that a film should not be directed by multiple people. <laughs> we watched this film. Recently, also just watched the four-hour-long Snyder cut of Justice League. Again, we have this is the, the two films that just prove that multiple people shouldn't be working on a film. You can multiple people can write it, sure, but directing no because everyone has a different style. Yeah, and it kind of this the butterfly effect especially feels clunky because it, it's just two different visions. Yeah, I think that's probably why the pacing feels weird. Yeah. But for sure i really wrote this a few times like for, uh, 42 minutes in are we finally gonna get some answers stuff like that that just things don't make sense and then it doesn't help itself because there's so many lulls in the middle that it's just boring and then you're trying to figure out how all of these things stitch together also there is i didn't understand okay but i don't even know how to phrase this but there's so he we see him grown up because he moved. So when he's like teenager, he and his mum move out, move to a different place. Then he's at uni, and then we see him with his roommate. And we get they're out at a bar, and there's like these like frat boys, and they're tr- they're basically making fun of his roommate. 
and yeah. they throw or they throw food at him or something. His first way of time traveling, he then ends up in a sorority, goes to the bathroom. He's like, oh, you're that girl from the bar that like was making fun of my roommate. But this is why I don't really get it. Like, why does how why does she exist in that reality why does she yeah like how does she exist in that reality this is the whole problem with this film like the logic of itself doesn't make sense so it fucks up its own logic in the second reality she shouldn't be there like she shouldn't exist in that way because why would they be in the same space at the same time if he changed the course of history and people's decisions you know yeah because you have to assume that she was a sorority girl previously so why so is her life just gonna be the exact same every time he redoes it Mm. it's hurts my brain no i completely agree with you anyway that's why it's a bad film (laughs) also i hated that reality because he just wakes up in a sorority house and then he's just walking through it half basically naked just wearing a towel and then girls are just walking around naked what who, like this is how you know that men directed this film. Two men directed it, so it's double the male gaze. That, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well done. I just wanted to know, like, what is your so? Like, there's what four four realities he travels to. So there's that one, the fraternity one. Then the second one. Oh, is the realities including the very first one that is essentially his, but is his actual life? Yeah, I guess so. I guess we'd have to. So there's that one, the first, the actual one that's happening that we are introduced into. The second one is when he's part of the fraternity, but then he kills Tommy, Tommy. when he comes to kill him. And then the third one is that he's in prison. Is he in prison for, or is he institutionalized? No, he's. Wait, fuck. He's... I've just realised I'm so confused. He's in a fraternity. And then there's one where, you know, where Lenny kills Tommy when he's young. Oh, no, the third one's when Kaylee has that stitched up thing on her face and she's basically, like, in a crack house living as a sex worker. Yes, that's the one where Lenny kills Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. But the dog escapes. Yeah, the dog escapes. And then the uh, lo- and then there's one where he wakes up and he's quadriplegic. He's the one that went in front of the dynamite. So instead of anyone else being traumatized, he loses all of his limbs. And then his mom's got lung cancer in that one, right? Yeah, I just realized if no if no one's seen this film, they have no idea what we're talking about. No, they're about. just like, what the hell? <laughs> this film is as complicated as because we're struggling to remember the details. That's how oversaturated with stuff it is that still doesn't make sense yeah and Um, then there's one more where he is institutionalized but that's 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 what i just realized was confusing because the film opens with the institutionalized version of himself yeah version of himself going like going into the office and writing out this note yeah and then it cuts to it cuts to what X amount of years later, before like previously, when he's like seven years old, and it's baby mm-hmm. Logan Logan Lerman. So you think so? Then that's you think that's like within the same reality, right? Yeah. Then it goes through this whole film of him jumping through different realities to them ending when he's in- institutionalized. So why would that happen? Why would it? Is why is it bookended by the same reality? Unless it's not. It doesn't make sense. We both have our hands up in the air, like, over our heads, I'm like, so what is happening? Confused. We need someone to sit down and come explain this film to us. <gasps> okay. But anyway, yes. so my question is, do you like <laughs> any reality more than the other? Like, do you think any of them had, like, strong... strong alternative reality tropes? Like, do you think any of them were good enough to keep shooting in? I feel like no. No, because they were all awful. Yeah, I found them all ex- painfully awful in different for different reasons. I hated the frat one was annoying because Evan himself became like a fucking asshole. Yeah, and and then essentially a murderer. Yeah, um, I hated the I throughout the whole film. I hated Tommy. Like he was so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, like, anytime he was he was on screen, I just hated it. I felt so uncomfortable. I'm so scared of people guys like just uh, (laughs) 
like just, also just men like, men like that yeah <laughs> men men like that are so scary kids like that are so scary just mm-hmm. anything like that is so scary i did note down actually that it might have just been my screen and watching the film but the so you, you've got like i would call the main reality but it's not the main reality but it's the first reality where we see ashton kutcher in it's yeah, very, the original timeline um, we'll call it that yeah it's very it's like muted colors a bit dim right but then he goes to the fraternity reality. He's obviously wearing bright clothes. Kaylee's wearing bright clothes. And her hair is done really nicely. Like everything's bright and happy. But then I, maybe it's my screen, but notice that the saturation of colour was up. No, you're right. In, in, you're in right. editing. Yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting. So it might have either was like a choice to, for like false sense of security or just, he wasn't essentially like better off or more colourful. He was just a bit of a dick and that he was obviously very confused because he didn't know what the hell he where he was. I mean he just had a girlfriend, right? <laughs> but he it's like nothing really improved. Uh I no, I didn't think any of the realities were good. But then like but so does that then all kind of support the fact that Ashton Cook just well Evan just shouldn't have been alive. Also we completely jumped over, we come, not jumped over it, but we just, during a dinner with his mum, went to go see a palm reader. Oh, yeah. And she said, you have, yeah. you have no lifeline on your hand. Yeah. You don't and this, belong And you have here. no soul. And you yeah. don't belong. I was just like. This is wild. Okay. This, yeah. this film is ridiculous. Is there any props or costumes that you liked? Any outfits? This is a bit morbid. You know the mailbox that they blew up? Yeah. It was the exact replica of the house in front of it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Very very American suburban thing to have, I would say. Yeah. I think that probably was, like, I mean, if you were to really overanalyze this, like the juxtaposition of, like, how quaint and nice and perfect it is compared Mm. to what is actually happening. Yeah. But that's it. I felt like everything else was really... I really didn't enjoy this film. <laughs> no. There's just a lot of it that I just was watching it and I was just sat there like, what? So fraternity re- reality was good because they spent the most time in that. I really don't feel like they needed as many different alternate realities because they didn't spend as much time in them so they were just more chaotic than actually good. Also, I mean, I know that we find out later in the later in the film they did kill the mum and the baby because of the dynamite. Yeah. But... I was like, am I, was I supposed to have gotten that from a tiny little flashback because of a hypnotic session with a therapist? Sometimes this film made me feel like I was more stupid than I actually am because yeah. it was, again, so confusing. No, it but I agree, I agree with that. And I think that's indicative of how bad the storytelling is because if you're going to do a time travel film, you kind of have to have a thread that runs throughout that keeps your audience grounded. But this doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I think they thought they had that with the original timeline. But because the original timeline doesn't make sense with the way that they've shot it, as we've talked about before, you don't have that grounding space. So you don't have anywhere to like reference back to. Yeah. I think it's, it was trying to be more clever than it was. It wasn't clever. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, what was your favourite prop? There was a specific t-shirt that Evan wore <laughs> at like age 13, 14 that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. Personally, I mean, it's not one. It's not one of those films that has any like iconic iconography either. No, like, like there's nothing visually symbolic for this film because it's just a film. Can I just say that they um, tried to do that though? Because they tried to do it with him. So he's a psychology major, and he's doing his experiment on these worms that mm. obviously turn into butterflies. So they, I felt like they really tried to do it, but then they had like two scenes with it. So it was just like, obviously, it's not going to catch on. Okay, that went over my head. It was like in the first reality, thought... li- literally, if you didn't, yeah, if you weren't like super, it, but... yeah, if you don't super, because obviously then everything, everything else is so confusing afterwards that you kind of forget about it. But I really thought about it because I was just like, when they went to the bar, the roommate, what is his name? Thumper. Thumper, thank you. Yes, um, Thumper. He's talking to a girl and he's telling her that, Evan has worms in his room and I was just like that's not the chat line that you think it's gonna be babes it's so <laughs> strange like mm, very strange to me I didn't get it 
I guess like that that was a again I think the the directors thought they were being trying to be smart and they they misjudged it completely completely um can I just say one other right. thing that is not a prop but it kind of feels like a prop is the soundtrack mm-hmm. <laughs> because it did this thing that loads of 2000 films did and it has this specific song in it when Evan takes Kaylee on the special date and she's in the like really nice black dress and he takes her for this like oh, yeah. nude light date or whatever and they play this song that's in loads of these like 2000s films at that like romantic point so <laughs> it's in like the one that I really remember it from was in A Cinderella Story and I don't know who it is and I don't know what it's called so it's not really helpful but they play that and it just made me laugh so hard because I was just like oh the contextuality of this song in other films is just funny they also played in one of the alternate endings. They played Oasis, yeah. which is another very popular 2000-esque kind of yeah. soundtrack for- song to have. Yeah. Okay, so could this film be made now? <laughs> nah. I feel like yes. No. Yes and no. In that, yes, the, the concept, but no to this film in specifically well i was going to follow up with kind of arguing that it's kind of already been made mm. about time by richard curtis oh what a film oh my god that should be what you should watch instead of this film if you want time travel yeah and it's wholesome so uh, wholesome and wholesome time travel with like a buttload of romance and no sa- real well there's sadness but not like not sadness to the extent of the butterfly effect Watch About Time by Richard Cudd. He nails it. I mean, yeah, I mean... Ugh, he does. It's so good. It's so good. That's such a, like, surprisingly <laughs> was, good film as well. I feel like I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. You know? I only recently watched it as well. Oh, well, you were really sleeping on it. it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, like many films, I've been sleeping on them because I've convinced myself that they were too scary to watch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I agree. It couldn't be like the, essentially the butterfly effect couldn't be made up, but the the kind of theme of it and the idea of it has is is cool. But there's just something weird about chaos trying to make chaos theory into yeah. a film. <laughs> as soon as you said it, it just, <laughs> it just, just right. what the hell? What's the what's the elevator pitch for this? Yeah, Come on. <laughs> Because you've got to you've got to sell the idea in like in like a split second, yeah. and who thought? Oh uh, yeah, chaos theory, something that's very intangible, make it tangible and visual. Hmm. Also, this film is hella offensive. Not only is it like super ableist, all he talks about when he's paraplegic is how he how much he wants to die, which I was just like, great, yeah. this is a great film. And secondly. I really hate the characterization of Amy Smart's character, Kaylee. I feel like she's really tokenized in this film. They really like use her as a prop and use her character as like a crutch throughout this film to like have some sort of storyline of, you know, why he wants to keep traveling and why he wants to be there. But ultimately, like he has to sacrifice himself. In all of the realities, she's always just the one that gets crushed. She either dies or she's mutilated or she dies by suicide or you know she's blown up by dynamite like nothing good ever happens to her and they really use her as that thing that like carrot to dangle in front of him and in the like best case scenario she's happy but she's happy with Lenny so Ashton Kutcher's character Evan is like a wanker about it of course yeah it's kind of one of those things it's like oh I really want them to be happy but only if it's with me yeah. So you don't particularly want them to be happy. No. Like, that's not... <laughs> it's, it is, it's frustrating because that's she's, like, predominantly the only female character outside of Evan's yeah. mum. It's also just sad because we see her as a kid because they're all childhood yeah. friends. And she goes through a lot of crap. Like, she goes through a lot of shit, right? And it's just frustrating to see that she... There's no... In, every, in any reality, there's no real... Um, place for her yeah or there's no real happy ending yeah. for her yeah because even in her like quote-unquote happy ending one when her and evan are together living happily they're still living in fear of her brother and then evan kills her brother yeah and also if she, like when she's like happy with happily dating lenny 
Evan, who's essentially her best friend, who's just like shitting on their relationship yeah. the whole time. You don't want to be around no. that. And then, so the only real happy ending is... When she doesn't know him. Yeah, when she doesn't know him. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like her characterization. I feel also this is the first and only film I've ever seen Amy Smart in. Yeah, she's she's so. in a lot of those like 2000s. She plays the kind of samey role of... They give her the girlfriend role a lot. Is that because she used to be a model? Yeah. I mean, we should also mention that Eric Stoltz is yeah, in this film too. I wanted to say that. He plays the, the worst I know, character. I know. Can I just say, I was just reading because I wanted to give you some fun facts, but I read this thing that was like, mm-hmm. he wears a wig in this film, but it's made from his own hair. And I, I was just like, what? Shut up. <laughs> what, Evan, uh, Eric, Eric Stoltz, Stoltz does? Yeah. It's a very... Eric Stoltz, He's man. a very strange man. Yeah, I mean, like, Eric Stoltz is... He, he was also... Cast, he was also the original Marty McFly oh, before they recasted him. Mm. Now, in the last 10 years, he's mostly known for his directing and he directed a bunch of, like, weekly episodes. Really? How ridiculous. Also, he was in Grey's Anatomy for a bit. What a time. Oh, what a time. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he does play a very convincing paedophile, which is stressful. I, I hate plot lines like that. I hate plot lines like that because they're not... There's nothing. There's nothing entertaining about no. it. And why do we need child? Why do we need child trauma? I hate that there's so much child trauma because also there's. I feel like this is a film that's essentially trying to solve a problem, child trauma, and also who the hell? Like, why does Evan think it's up to him? Who gave him the Thank role you. of like solving everyone's like trauma? It's stuff. It's like stuff like this that makes me really annoyed because I don't want. Like, it's, it's not why I go and watch films for. Mm. I'm like, okay, I know that sounds like, I know I should expect, like, some films are going to be darker than others and they're going to explore really uncomfortable topics and a lot of stuff can be from real life. But there's some life. sort of payoff for it. This is, like, trauma for trauma's there sake. no payoff yeah. for it. There is, this is a traumatic film from start for to sure. finish with zero payoff. Don't watch it. Completely to your point, this film really centres itself on melodrama and really goes hard for those like oh we're dark and gritty kind of themes but doesn't really delve into any of it and also just gives like two avenues so you have Kaylee as being like battered and abused in every scenario either hurts herself or is hurt by it and always ends up on the like tragic back burner and then you have the two versions of Mm. Tommy that's like if he goes to live by his with his dad and he's abused he will become a serial killer and, you know, hurt animals and hurt people and hurt children just because he can or to like to exert some sort of control and then will continue to do so as he becomes older or he will not be in that situation as an abused child and then come out fine. And it's just, it brings up those questions of like nature versus nurture, but it feels like it's reasoning it. And I don't feel like you should get to do yeah. that. It's reasoning is also like one reality, which is the one, the last one before the end of the film, the one where Evan is lost, he's not, he's lost his limbs. And that's the only one that Tommy is relatively normal, mm. but he's a, he's essentially obsessed with religion. Yeah. <laughs> like he found, he like found yeah, God or he's something. Like a born again Christian. I don't really, I don't know. Like it's like, it's, yeah. So for these two kids outside of Evan, the siblings, nothing is really ends well no. for them. Because they all have to, they either have, they have to suffer from any extreme. And the only reason, the only way that they're like generally happy is if Evan is not in the picture. Yeah. And that's like, I guess that's like, that's the. Although, I don't know, you made a good point really earlier strange. as well of saying, why is it Evan's, like, why is it Evan's responsibility? responsibility? And you're completely right because none of the troubles that they kind of go through or inherit are because of Evan inherently. Their father being a paedophile isn't Evan's fault. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. and like, what if their parents had stayed together and all this kind of stuff? Like, that none of that is kind of talked about or resolved. Like, if it's a butterfly effect, surely there's one reality where their parents stayed together, you know, and then something else, like, happened. Exactly. do you know what I mean? There's all these things, and it's just like, so it doesn't make sense that it's just because of Evan, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree. I just like thought it was a bit kind of itself is all yeah. really to just put, have take this whole responsibility. Yeah, for sure. Like, but also the scene where baby Logan Lerman is like shouting at 
Eric Stoltz yeah. with a dynamite in his hand. How believable and how concrete is that for you to believe, for, to believe a paedophile is going to yeah, stop doing what exactly he's doing? that's exactly what I wanted to say as well. I completely agree with you. What is he, like, seven <laughs> years old? And he's, like, calling him he's a fuckbag yeah. and that's going to stop him? What? Yeah, because I thought that Eric Stoltz's performance in that was like it felt very not that it was a bad performance it just the character felt like he was he it was like why you you're an adult man with basically all the power in this scenario why are you suddenly backing down because they i mean yeah he's got a dynamite but that's in one scenario in the other scenario the first one he like tells him off. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, why are you letting a seven year old? Well, not not that it's but a good like you know. I'm just, it's a good. No, thing I know that what you're saying it, though. Yeah, it's like how how has a seven year old got this power? If I was if I was doing something shit and a kid told me off for doing it, I'm like how I've got the power to ignore him. I completely agree with you because what basically what you're saying is that this film is so dark and it wants to take you to these dark places, but you think. Him going back in time and say calling this man this old like older man a uh, fuckbag who's been like molesting his daughter and then like her saying you will never touch me again that's gonna stop you from doing it like you already have the audacity to do it do you know what I mean like I I just don't understand how any this film then becomes like this like ripple of effects when you you've already done it though so why would you like not that is not that he should do it again, but like, as in why, exactly what you said, like, why would it stop him from doing it again? Mm. Has this film had any cultural impact? I would say yes, but not as like, it hasn't positively impacted the world or negatively impacted. It's just had like a cultural moment because it was talked about a lot and it's kind of one of those films that even if you haven't seen it, you kind of like know the title, yep. I would say. Yeah, 100%. It also got two sequels Why? that aren't related to the first, the made, first made film. No but sense. It has two sequels. So, I mean, have you got anything else you would like to discuss, mention? I just wanted to say that it was on a $13 million budget. That's actually quite yeah. cheap, isn't it? That's not a lot of money for, for a film. that. And also, wasn't this... Peak Ashton Kutcher fame. He was just was on that 70s show. Wasn't he doing punk at this time as well? Do you remember punk? <laughs> um, oh my uh, god, yes. This came out a year after punk aired. So punk basically started yeah. in 2003. And this came yeah, out so in 2004. He was like at, at the peak. Maybe he... He did have, an, he, he did have a, like a... Basically like a following this film, a string of different kind mm. of rom-coms and different b- bigger films like... He was in What Happened yeah. in Vegas, which is what with Cameron Diaz and No Strings Attached. Yeah. With, um, um, yeah, there's, yeah, I, I agree. There's a lot but of. Can I um, tell you one thing? Yeah, go for it. made $96 million yeah. at the box office. In box office? Oh my goodness. Came out early, late, well, no, it came out late January. What was everyone doing? But right I now? think this is like yeah. what you said. Like it did have that really big cultural moment, right? Like people were talking about it. I think people probably went to go see it. Were like, "What the fuck did I go and see? You need to go and see it sent now." So we <laughs> discuss how ridiculous it was because we need to figure out yeah. what actually happened. So it's probably one of those. I I mean I don't really know if it was the first of its kind. I think it was just kind of. I mean, it had Ashton Kutcher, yeah, who was probably exactly. very, po- was obviously very popular at the time, leading the leading it, and maybe in a role that no one had ever seen him in before, because mm. um, it's a it, Brother, it classes right? itself it's sci-fi as a fantasy, isn't it? Thriller. Sci-fi thriller. Oh, God. <clears throat> yeah, but I guess that was like before streaming sites and stuff. And he, as we just said, like he's quite he was quite popular. I mean, he still people will still go see him in a film, but you know, yeah, I know. Don't make that face at me. <laughs> But I mean, like, what has he been in recently? But you know, he's busy yeah, being he's, a dad and like, yeah, investing he's doing good money, stuff. But yeah, so I feel like people would go and see it. But yeah, it was interesting to see because I just did my usual thing of like, I just want to see what people thought of it at the time because obviously we weren't at that age of watching it at the time. So it kind of it's good to see what people thought of it, like when it it came out exactly. Oh my god, I was ten when it came out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So 
So we were like way yes, too young way, to have seen this. So sometimes I like it. go back to have a look at what people said about it when when it actually came out. Because obviously their opinion is going to be different to what mm. we think of it in 2021. And a lot of it was just what we said. But then loads of people, regular people, reviewed it really well, like really still like it. In 2021, they'll still watch it. And I'm just like, but why? No. Because I, I don't think that there's, I don't think it's particularly bad acting. I think they're fine. Some of Ashton Kutcher's mannerisms, I was just like, this is a bit weird. But maybe it's his acting technique. But I thought he was a good Evan. I don't have any problems with it. But yeah, I don't know like why that would be your film that you go to rewatch. I don't know if it is it like imbued with nostalgia, yeah. like bad things happen to children. I just wondered if it was one of those films that people yeah, is it one of those films that people go revisit? And, like really stuck with them. I mean, but then apparently... the film that usually is like like that is not as yeah. not this dark. The the some of the reviews are really funny. Well but uh, Ebert said that it was generally all right. The film showed a lot of talent, mm-hmm. like acting mm-hmm. talent, um, especially as they have to all kind of act different versions yeah. of the character. But the scientific part of it is what made Very it really stupid. inconsistent. Yeah. Which is kind of exactly what we said. My favourite one is from the Seattle Post, right? Called A Metaphysical Mess. <laughs> Criticising the film's mechanics for being fuzzy at best and just being <laughs> sloppy the rest of the time. That's true. That's funny. And then a lot of other people just kind of calling it a train wreck and like we kind of mentioned it like they were just too it was too morbid yeah it's too much for one film you know it's too much for one film but it's also too much to sit through in a row in a row in the first like at least half an hour there's a lot there's so many traumatic things that happen and then you have to go and revisit them because obviously he keeps going back to the different realities to fix things so you're just like the second you get over these or you you kind of process what's just happened you're back at it from a different point of view and it's too much but then that also creates more trauma so you're like in this endless cycle of traumatic things happening and you don't get any reprieve from it is this film just triggering basically it this feels is a, like it could be the, this film is just a trigger a, warning this is just a yeah. triggering film big it's it needs a trigger warning <laughs> okay so let me guess oh wait actually before we get into guessing the discussing the ratings uh they have a list of all the different endings Mm. So we saw the director's cut, which is the one where he kills himself as an embryo. (laughs) Then there's the theatrical release, which shows Evan and passing Kaylee on the sidewalk, and they decide not to, they recognize each other, but decide to carry on walking, which is the one we, second one we watched. Yeah. The happy ending, in quotation marks, alternative ending shows Evan and Kaylee stopping on the sidewalk when they cross paths. They introduce themselves, and Evan asks her out for coffee. That's considered the happy ending. And the open-ended alternate ending is similar to the one where Evan and Kay- Kaylee pass each other on the sidewalk and keep walking, except this time, Evan, after hesitating, turns and follows her. This ending is utilised in the film's novelization, which was written by James Swallow and published by a publishing company. It was turned into a book. Oh my God, who published it? Black okay, Flame. I don't know the What? I... Why was this put made into a book? How is a book gonna make this more I have no idea. understandable? Firstly, that. Secondly, that's so funny. It a film does not need four endings. Pick one or two. Stick with them. Like have fine if you have a theatrical one and you have one on the director's cut. Fine. Uh, that's the only acceptable choice. Four is unnecessary. Four you shouldn't have made the film then if you can't pick one. If you can't decide the ending of your film, then I don't think it's finished. No. I don't think you're a good director either, hun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's rate it. <laughs> so okay, annoying. I'm saying IMDb is going to be like, stupid. 5.1. No. <laughs> Less or more? More. No. 6.7. More. More. I'm actually outraged. 7.4. You're so close. It was 7.6 out of 10. Oh my actual lord. Yeah. 7.6! IMDb. <laughs> IMDb. Yeah. You need a new rating score, man. I'm actually angry. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes will be lower, like 30%? Ooh, close, 33. Uh, yeah. 33%, yeah. 
Uh, and Google users, ninety-one of the ninety-one percent of them like this film. What? So the highest. That's the highest rating. Ninety-one percent of Google users <laughs> like. <this. laughs> Are you feeling okay, guys? What? Nostalgia. I bet it's nostalgia. Anyway, yeah. um, I gave this film. I gave this film like two out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a two and a half out of ten. I did not enjoy this. I didn't enjoy it, and. I got annoyed about it and I didn't particularly think it made any sense. And also it was just unnecessary trauma. It was unnecessary dark. It was like, it was, I just didn't like it basically. (laughs) It's, and also I'm not, not going to watch it again. Yeah. And I felt like people lied to me because I felt like in the two thousands people, I felt like my cousins were really talking about it when we were younger because they're like, my cousin brother was older than me. So I was just like, yeah, this is going to be fine. And it was not. So I have a bone to pick. Do you think for the time it came out, so the early 2000s, do you think, obviously we're judging this film from a perspective of 2021, mm. a lot of social and cultural things have now changed. Yeah. And we're very aware of just what you can and cannot put in films and what you cannot say and just things that generally work. Mm. So. The reason, the only other reason I can think that people maybe enjoy this film or have always liked this film is because at the time when they watched it, it was probably more culturally acceptable or, or just Im- more impressive at the time. Yeah, and I guess now so. it's just it's now maybe not as impressive. I don't know. But I, I mean, just don't th- think... this wasn't that long ago, so I'm just like, shit is offensive. Oh, yeah, it was... like stuff like that is always offensive, than... you know? Yeah, it was less than ten years ago, so. Is it? No, 20 years 20 ago. Years oh, ago. I can't do math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my brain is dead. But I yeah, less than 20 years ago, but, you know, in film, that's not that long, you know? There's films from the 90s that hold up, and they're, like, almost 30 years old. Well, some of them are more than 30 years old. Yeah, for sure. So I just, I feel like it's a excuse that people want to use, but I feel like that's yeah, not the I yardstick of how we should measure our films, just because... I completely agree with you. I do think that people would have thought it was more impressive, but I think people were more willing to like not call out stuff like that. So I don't feel like I don't feel like it's any less offensive, but I feel like more people are vocal about it being offensive now. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, don't watch this. Don't don't do it. Don't waste your time. Watch um, Watch about about time instead. instead. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely recommend it. It's so wholesome. It's so cute. You're. I have a crush on every person in that film. Yeah. They're just so wholesome and cute. Also, do, uh, Richard Curtis makes films that feel really nice yeah. and always have really nice um, houses in them, like interior ha- interior design. Yeah, he's like the so, English Nora Ephron. We do love him. Watch it for that. Just, I, I just loved it. It was so good. Yeah, it's a good wholesome anyway, pandemic watch as well, guys. Also, that doesn't make you... That doesn't make you want to... Um, that doesn't particularly make you question the rules of physics and like the rules of the time travel in that film so because it's who cares (sighs) (laughs) anyway all right bye bye do you love the bad film club consider supporting us through the acar supporter feature it's up to you how much you want to give and there's no regular commitment Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.